0: everyone, the Force of Nature podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. And even more terrific, this week we have a special guest joining us, my sister, your wife, Dana Botcher. Welcome, Dana. Thank you. Thank you. Dana, it's been a long time since you've been on the show, but I think this is your fourth time. Yeah, I think I think so. The... Your last appearance was way back in episode 35. That seems like a long time ago. This is episode 70 right here. But uh, yeah, thank you for joining us Uh, once again, even though I see you every time we record and you live with Dave, but (laughs) it is nice to see you in the studio again. (laughs) (laughs) And Dana, you're a big fan of orcas, right? Yes. Yeah, orcas are awesome. And you brought us... A story about I'm a
1: little less like orcas now from my story, but
0: right because uh, Dana is she she loves great white sharks. That's her favorite animal, right? Yes. So you are going. You have a little bit of a story about orcas killing great whites, don't you? Yes. <laughs> Well, that's awesome, and we'll look forward to that. This week is part two of our coverage of orcas, and the main theme of this episode is the relationship of of orcas and humans. That's kind of the main theme. Mm -hmm. And so we're also going to get into some pop culture, some movies. It's going to be fun. And we hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode about orcas in the wild, which was a a lot of fun, and I learned a whole lot about orcas. Uh, orcas last week, did you, Dave? Yeah. Or- orcas, are, they're so complex in their social structures. It's it's almost like humans. Yeah. I mean, that's the closest uh, comparison. Yeah. So they're a lot like humans in a lot of ways. And uh, we learned that there are two different types of orcas, or two or more. There might be more, but all we know is two. There's the residents and transients. Yeah. And the best way to uh, know the difference between the two is their diet. So residents, they eat they're fish eaters. And transients are mammal eaters, so they're, they're the ones killing the seals and the whales and things like that. Okay. But yeah, go back and check it out if you haven't yet. Oh, and uh, as always, we are joined in the studio by everyone's favorite cheetah, Colonel Cheetor. Yay! Hey, Dana, I
1: like that little number you were wearing when you came down to vacuum the studio the other day. <laughs> You're looking mighty
2: fine. Oh my goodness. We need to get him fixed or <laughs> nude or whatever it is. <laughs>
1: Jeez. Well, he,
0: he's, a, he's liking you, Dana. He, he, likes, he seems to like all of our women guests that we have on the show, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you just take it as a compliment.
1: Thanks, Chitor.
0: And as always, we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to us. We've been doing well on our downloads. So that's awesome. And thank you, everyone. And if you enjoy the show, something you can do to contribute is go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever platform you use. Give us a review. Give us five stars. Say whatever you want. Uh, uh, say something you like about the show. But it is important, and I, I'm gonna, I, I will stress this that it's we want the five stars, not four, not three. <laughs> it's it's five is what we want. So the, the five is really it's a weird algorithm and how itunes does it but really five stars are the only ones that matter Uh, or that are are positive even four isn't isn't it brings you down that's so weird so it's weird how the algorithm works but we want five Uh, it helps gain more attention it gains more listeners and they it means more than you think so please go ahead and do that for us and if you don't like the show just just don't do any stars Just, (laughs) just ignore it no no star review that's fine no, start for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to begin this episode by going over some kind of old-timey relationship between orcas and humans, okay? Okay. Indigenous cultures have represented them. There seems to be a great respect for them uh, through my research. Tribes in Canada and Alaska avoided hunting orcas because they literally believed that they were their ancestors.
1: Oh. Wow.
0: Others believed orcas to be the rulers of the undersea world and the most powerful animals in the ocean. And I think that actually might be true on that one, because I really do think that they are. Yeah. The Siberian Yupik people believed orcas appear as wolves during the winter and as orcas during the summer. Hmm. Well, it fits your the motto, wolves of the sea. Yeah, it does. And so indigenous Japanese people believed orcas brought good fortunes with them. Hmm. Hmm. And when a dead orca washed up onto the beach, they performed a funeral for them. Wow. In Newfoundland, uh, archaeologists have found stone carvings of orcas that are 4,000 years old. Wow. So we've known about orcas. Humans and orcas have lived together for a long time. Huh. And they were mostly represented as a symbol of power and strength. And catching sight of an orca was considered a um, um, momentous occasion. I yeah. still think
1: that's the case.
0: It is. It's really cool. Yeah. I would
1: love to see an orca.
0: I don't think I have ever seen an orca in the wild. the wild. Have you in the wild? In well, obviously in the wild. Well, they were humpback. I think. Oh, were they humpback? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they were humpback. They were humpback. <laughs> All right.
1: Let's get that out. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've seen humpback whales in the.
0: Oh, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Humpbacks, not blue. In okay. Maui. All right, the. Um, okay, this is the Kawakatul mm. tribes believe that. I, I don't know if that's right. Probably not. It's right, probably right in American. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't even think it's right in American.
2: <laughs>
0: well, and we all know how good I am at pronouncing things, but uh, the, the tribe believed that the souls of their. Marine hunters turned into killer whales upon their death, and the same as their forest hunters would turn into wolves. Okay, so I have a really cool story about the origin of orcas from the Tlingit people. You guys want to hear it? Yeah,
1: where are the Tlingit people from?
0: I'm gonna tell you. So the I think it's Tlingit, T-L-I-N-G-I-T. The Tlingit people. From the Pacific Northwest coast, from the Yukon down to British Columbia, and this is a famous legend of theirs. Okay. Let's meet a guy. Let's meet Nazi Klane. What is it? I, I even like, like I looked. I looked this up. The saying. I had to pronounce this up. Nazi Klane. Huh. So uh, that's a mouthful. Let's just call him Nazi. Nazi? No, you let's not Nazi.
1: Nazi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, not Sai. I meant to say not Sai. We're not no, calling him Nazi. Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's it's. You laugh like Brett. It's, it's not Sai. Okay. He was a charismatic and skilled woodcarver who married the chief's daughter. He was also an accomplished hunter and spear maker. So he tried hard to prove himself and eventually won the admiration of the chief. But a few of his brothers-in-law grew jealous of Natsai and plotted against him. They took him out to sea for the big seal hunt. And at one point, when their canoe uh, neared rocks, he jumped towards a seal with his spear and stabs one. But the point broke off and the seal... The, it was a sea lion, sorry. The sea lion escaped. Uh, even <clears throat> even worse, he saw that his brothers-in-law were paddling away, abandoning him on a small rocky island. Oh. Uh, he was left to die. Natsai was then approached by a sea lion. Huh. Who asked, asked him to come to the sea lion's house. <laughs> huh. At the house, the chief sea lion asked him to help his injured son. The son was, of course, the sea lion that he stabbed earlier. And he was able to remove the spear, and the son was healed. The chief was grateful and granted him powers and and was able to help him back to the shore. Once back, he grabbed his carving tools to carry out a plan for revenge on the brothers on his brothers in law he began carving a large black fish a killer whale the likes of which had not been seen a whale of yellow cedar and he uh he put it in the ocean and it then came to life and <laughs> then swam into the sea hmm. he called he called the black fish which is actually another name for orcas that's something okay. they go by he ordered it to find his brothers-in-law when they returned from hunting and to destroy them and their boat. So the the blackfish found them and capsized their boat and drowned the brothers. <coughs> wow. Natsai felt bad about this and ordered the killer whale to never harm humans again. And the killer whale would... Uh, even bring seals and fish as gifts to the villagers. Mm. Natsai became a legend and the killer whale was born. Cool story. Yeah. Uh, sounds legit, yeah. too. Totally. <laughs> and now everyone knows why orcas, how orcas came to be and why they don't attack people.
1: Yeah, it all they makes sense. They don't attack people? They us. do not
0: attack people in the <laughs> wild. In the wild, no. They, there's never been really? a confirmed death. I thought death. There had. There's been like one guy got bumped by one. There's one guy got very minor bit minorly bitten by one once and that that's it. No no other attacks. Hmm. They're all in um captivity, the attacks. Yeah. Alright, so now let's transition. It's fair to say that today everybody seems to love orcas, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean you could how could you not? They're that's awesome. They're so cool of They really are. But the, this wasn't always the case. In fact, it wasn't until the mid-60s that most people even knew that they existed. Mm-hmm. The 60s? The 1960s. Mm. They were known by whalers, obviously. And during the height of the whaling uh, industry, during the 18 and 1900s, it kind of ended about the 1960s. Okay. The whaling community um, killed numbers of baleen and sperm whales, but largely ignored orcas because of their limited amount of uh, recoverable oil. They're just not as big as uh, the sperm whales or the baleen whales. We've talked about whaling a lot the last few episodes. But this makes sense. And uh, once the stocks of these larger whales started depleting, orcas were then targeted in the mid-1900s. Okay. And if you remember, the IWC, the International Whaling Community, put a ban to commercial whaling in 1966. And today, no countries carry out a substantial hunt, although there are parts of Indonesia and Greenland that permit small subsidence hunts for locals. Uh, Here's something pretty cool and interesting. A quick little story here. This is of the Killer Whales of Eden. These are it's and they come from New South Wales and Australia. Okay. <laughs> For generations, it's believed the Yuman tribe and the local orcas worked together to hunt whales, working together. Hmm. They believe the orcas to be their totem animals and reincarnations of their ancestors. Hmm. They would so what, what what they would do is they would herd in baleen whales that would wash up on the shore, providing the tribe with meat and oil. That's okay. That's what the orcas used to do. Hmm. Now, when Europeans arrived around the 1800s, they found part of this, this legend to be true, hmm. in a sense. So the most notable period was in the early 1900s. There was a pod of orcas... That would assist whalers in hunting baleen whales. Uh, Isn't that cool? Yeah. The orcas would find target whales, shepherd them into twofold bay, so a bay, and then alert the whalers to their presence and would often help in to kill the whales. Wow. Wow. So orcas and humans teaming up to kill baleen whales. Crazy. The most famous orca was a male named Old Tom. He even has his own Wikipedia page. Oh, and a cabin. No, just kidding. (laughs) The whalers and the orcas had an agreement with each other (laughs) called the Law of the Tongue. Now, obviously, the whalers and the orcas all met together with their lawyers and settled on this agreement (laughs) and signed a contract. No, they did not. That's not what happened. But what, uh, what they did was the orcas would alert the whalers when a whale entered the bay. The whalers harpooned the whales, and sometimes the orcas would gra- even grab the ropes in their teeth and aid the whalers hauling it in. Wow. wow. Now, the agreement was the whalers would let the orcas eat the tongues and lips of the whales. The tongues huh. and lips? We talked about it last week. When uh, orcas kill these big whales, they don't eat everything. They, they want that tongue. The tongue is their favorite part.
2: what did we I think we talked about the tongue t- I believe this is what it was. The tongue of a of a blue whale is nine percent of its body mass.
0: I don't know if we got into that well their the size of their tongue is roughly the size of an elephant. What? Yeah, the the size the tongue size of an adult blue whale is about the size of an elephant, give or take. But hmm. wow. Many of the Eden whalers were individually known and named and often named after whalers who have died. I'm going to read off a few of a few of the names that they gave to some of these this pod of orcas. So we have Cooper, Hookie, Humpy, Jackson, Big Ben, Little Ben, (laughs) Jimmy, Sharky, Albert, (laughs) Youngster, Big Jack, Little Jack, Skinner, Montagu, and <laughs> Nathan Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I guess one gets a full name. He <laughs> must be the leader.
1: <laughs> They've got Sharky and then Nathan Kennedy.
0: Nathan Kennedy. And, of course, there is Old Tom. So, in, the, in 1930, the Old Tom died and washed ashore. After he died, the orcas became less common in the area. There are... Two theories why Uh, one old Tom was the leader and he and the practice kind of died with him.
2: Oh, okay. But
0: that's kind of unlikely because most of the time I don't know if we went over this last week, but most of the time it's the eldest female who is the leader. Oh, yeah. The leader.
2: It's a a matriarch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's like the grandma of the orcas is kind of the leader. So we don't we don't know if that's actually true. This part is true that it died with him. But what might also have happened is the rest of the pod was killed by Norwegian whalers. Oh. That seems hmm. to be more likely. Hmm. Those damn Norwegians. <laughs> we I think we have we we do have a Norwegian listener. I know of one at least. <laughs> uh today there is the Killer Whale Museum there in Eden, uh-huh. which has the skeleton of old Tom there. Oh my goodness. Know. If we are ever in Australia, I definitely want to try and go there. Yeah. Uh, there was also a documentary made in 2004 called "The Killers of Eden," hmm. but pretty cool story though, huh? Yeah, it shows how it just shows how smart and intuitive orcas yeah. really are. It's it's really cool to learn that. Yeah. Okay, so the attitudes of people on orcas vary. Though some fishermen regarded orcas as pests in the mid 1900s in the waters of the Pacific Northwest and Iceland. The, the shooting of orcas was accepted and even permitted by uh, the government. Or, uh, So here's an example. The U.S. Navy claimed to have deliberately killed hundreds of orcas in Icelandic waters in 1956 alone. Huh. using what purpose? Using machine guns, rockets, and depth Jeez. charges.
1: And what was the purpose of this?
0: I don't know. Never said. Wow. Because they were interfering with what they were doing because they were just there. It's pretty messed up. Pretty messed up. Attitudes, though, have changed dramatically in recent decades. Since the late 60s, early 70s, orcas came to much greater public and scientific awareness. A big part of how... Uh, how they came to awareness with the f- was with the first live capture and display of an orca named Moby Doll. Huh. Also has a Wikipedia page. Oh wow! Made things a little easier for me. So let me talk about hi- him for a minute. He was captured in 1964, being 15 feet, one ton. So he was a young orca. Okay. And a man named Samuel Birch was commissioned by the Vancouver Aquarium to kill an orca in order to um, uh, construct a life-sized model of an orca. Oh, Oh, wow. Birch harpooned Moby Doll, but didn't kill it. Instead, towed it in. And the aquarium's director, Murray Newman, decided to uh, take Moby doll back to Vancouver to put on display huh. this is the first time this happened Wow and sadly this is how most orcas are caught they're caught from the wild to be put on display mm-hmm. oh. uh, remember this is a time when there's so little is known about these animals yeah. still and Moby doll became a big attraction and people were intrigued by him. And they, they loved him. They were teaching him how to do things, and okay. he was responding. Uh, however, they didn't know much about orcas, and for a long time, Moby wouldn't eat. Hmm. And so he's also suffering from shock and stress, yeah. obviously. And he was offered everything from salmon to horse hearts. Huh. I tried wow. to feed him horse hearts, wow. but all he would do was circle the pool in a counterclockwise pattern, just continuously circle. Huh. That's kind of That's how sad, captive. Just
1: they're so big. They just yeah. don't have big enough well,
0: tanks big enough for tanks.
1: these
0: creatures. And they didn't even know he was a resident orca. So remember last week when we talked about resident and transient, uh, residents are fish eaters. Uh, also, and orcas are really picky eaters. And so they tried for nearly two months to feed him. So wow. he didn't eat
1: for two months?
0: Yeah, that's what it says. And uh, after, and then they were continuously offering him wrong foods until he finally ate some ling cod.
2: Hmm. Some, huh.
0: some cod. That's all he wanted was some cod. <laughs> oh, interesting. And also they thought he was a female this whole time. That's how dumb they were about <laughs> orcas back then. Unfortunately, Moby Doll died in sh- a short time later. Mm-hmm. Just like two, a couple months after he started eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some good... I mean, it is sad, right? That, yeah. that yeah. sucks. There is some good that has come out of it, come out of his death. Since he was so kind of loved and people were take, people were genuinely taking notice of him, uh, it marked for the first time that an important change in the public attitude towards the species and you know, ocean life in general. Hmm. And he also allowed scientists to study more about orcas for the first time. Okay. So there is some good that came out of this. And from what I read, there is a documentary that's supposed to come out soon. I don't know if it has yet. It's uh, by the same people who made Blackfish. Oh, okay. And it will be called Moby Doll, the oh. whale that changed the world. Oh, interesting. So yeah, it sounds very interesting. I, I'd watch that. Yeah. But uh, give credit to Moby Doll. He was, uh, he was it was it was just a surprise, and well, most people were surprised that he was so docile and non aggressive towards humans and made no attempts on any attacks. So he, Moby Doll, really started this trend of liking orcas. Yeah. You, know, you can say. But the uh, the next few decades, a whole lot more about orcas have came out. Uh, and also from 1964 to 1976, 50 orcas were catch captured for display in aquariums from the Pacific Northwest alone. Wow. Then we started learning, thanks to a man named Michael Big. And so actually, uh, trans- uh, transients orcas, uh-huh. their nicknames are Biggs. Orcas. Oh. After this, after this guy. Okay. So um, he he started uh, doing research, in that the population there was not what they thought. They thought there was a lot more than what there was. Hmm. And then after 1976, there was only been one orca that has been taken from for captivity.
2: Oh really? Okay. Yeah, so
0: no more t- orcas taken f- for captivity in the U.S. At least. Okay. That's good. So some good has come from orcas in captivity, and that is awareness, and for the public to realize how awesome orcas are and how they should stay to learn more about them. That's just a big key in conservation. Yeah. And we are going to talk more about orcas in captivity next week. Next week we will cover the story of Tilikum as well, okay. and some uh, some uh, some of the deaths that he he caused. Okay. All right, so now, right now, I want to go over a bit about whale watching. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit in the last few episodes. Uh, Dana, do you remember going uh, when we were in Maui? We, we didn't go
1: whale watching. You could just see them off the side of the. Oh, road, maybe though. you didn't
0: go, but I remember you guys going went deep
1: sea fishing.
0: No, I remember going whale watching on oh. a specific, <sighs> on a specific tour. whale watching tour. Yeah, we went on maybe like a. I I thought you were there, but maybe mm-hmm. not. Maybe like a two-hour trip, and I remember they, I I remember this specifically for some reason, but they had beer on the boat, and I specifically (laughs) remember drinking a Bud Light Lime as we were out there. Bud Light Lime. It's a very good beach beer, but not very good otherwise. It's perfect for like a day drinking on a beach. Okay. It's just nice, and it's good. But uh, I just remember that specifically on our whale tour. Anyway, I asked our dad, and he said it was about $25 a person to go on there. And I did okay. some other research into some tours specifically for orcas. So a really good place to go see orcas is in the Pacific Northwest, in Seattle, Vancouver, and the Victoria area. And if you decide to go, one option you have is with San Juan Safaris. Hmm. San Juan is an island right near the border of Washington and British Columbia.
1: Speaking of the Northwest, that would be the J-Pod area. J-Pod? Yep, they're known as the J-Pod. J-Pod is the pod most likely to appear year-round in the waters of the San Juan Islands and southern Gulf Islands. Um, they are also near Seattle and Georgia Strait. The 22-member pod tends to frequent the west side of the San Juan Islands in mid to late spring. Okay.
0: The west side? <laughs> yeah, that's, the J-Pod, will remember that. The
1: J-Pod. What happened to the iPod? 22 members.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 22, that's not a lot. But uh, maybe they're, uh, I think if if I remember correctly, the residents have bigger pods. But then they're oh, okay. splitting up, there's... You know, they're splitting. It's it's so hard to determine. Well, here's so. an interesting fact. Okay. There's three
1: pods in the Northwest. There's the J-Pod, the K-Pod, and the L-Pod. The K-Pod has 17 members, and it just had a calf,
0: Born. yeah I know I Wait, remember looking is, at stuff and you can yeah. you can keep track there's a certain website where you can uh, keep yeah, we'll track tell you all of all the
1: calves that have been born that year wow. and all the ones that have died that year. yeah, Gee. you can
0: keep track of each of the individual pod members on on these pods here in the northwest. Crazy
1: and then there's also the L pod which is the biggest pod currently totaling thirty four with one resident who is ninety two years old.
0: Wow wow
1: the oldest whale
0: that's probably yeah that's it's got to be the... the pause
1: that they've ever witnessed
0: yeah i wouldn't wow. doubt it I, my guess is it's a it's a grand great grandma great grandma one so. Yeah. yeah that's cool so good job there all right so let's Continue on whale watching. So, if you go with this um, San Juan Safaris, you have a ninety-five percent chance of seeing orcas. Well, that's wow. pretty high. More than anywhere else in the world. Huh. Well, that's what they say, and that's what every other website said. So, huh. but we should do that. Ninety-five percent <laughs> sounds cool. I would love to and, see orcas. Well, mm-hmm. they operate from April to October. Uh, that's the peak season, and they have several packages. On these trips, you can experience orcas, seals, sea lions, eagles, and more, uh, from the comfort of their safe, fast, and U.S. Coast Guard-approved vessels. Nice. With four vessels and multiple daily departure times. Uh, well, that's that's all from the website. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they should they should hire me to do a, yeah. a plug. They should. Yeah, should.
2: This Did episode's sponsored free. by.
0: <laughs> Too bad it's not. We're not getting paid at all. Uh, uh, so they offer uh, the classic tour package or the adventure tour package. Both are about three hours long. The only difference that I noticed is with the adventure package, you're on a smaller but um, a more personal tour boat. Okay, and and the boat goes a lot faster.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Did
0: it have prices? Oh, you read my mind. Prices for these trips. For the classic tour, it's priced at $99 for adults. Oh, that's Mm.
1: not as bad as I was thinking.
0: And children 2 to 12, it is $69. I would do that. But hey, children under 2 are free. (laughs) (laughs) I'll bring my 2-year-old with (laughs) us. And for the adventure package, though, it is $125 a person. And the minimum age to be allowed on that boat is eight. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, if you if you don't feel like uh, getting seasick on a boat, then you can actually go whale watching on a kayak, too. Oh, wow. That might be fun. Yeah. That'd be a little scary, I think. It, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. And if you
1: fell in, that would be mighty
0: cold. Oh, yeah. It oh, would definitely yeah. be cold. But yeah, orcas—you you never know. What, you still like—they don't attack people, but you never know. One might accidentally jump on you. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you don't—if if you feel like that's too scary, then what you could, another option you have is you can go on a float plane and oh, yeah. watch watch from the sky. Uh, for kayaking, it is eighty nine dollars a person. Okay. And on their Facebook page, they have a four point seven stars out of five with one hundred and forty three recommendations. Hmm. And if you are in the area, go ahead and do this. Uh, it, uh, if you want to see orcas, it sounds like it would be a cool trip. Yeah, uh, I'd go on one of them. And now San Juan Safaris can send us a ton of money for that big plug I just gave them.
1: <laughs> actually, they can send us some airfare to come out there and and go on this boat tour. Oh, Give yeah. us a free tour, <laughs>
0: all of us. Yes, I would actually. I, I would accept that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, there are plenty of other whale watching operations. If uh, San Juan Safaris doesn't give us a big uh, deal, <laughs> well, I will plug all of them until I get something. I'll go. be like I'll be like a social media in- influencer at this point.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, and so I even saw some whale watching trips in Norway. Okay, cool. now I read this nice. and it looks it looked legit. So you can go on some whale-watching trips in Norway where you can literally go snorkeling with orcas. I saw pictures. What? Wow. I saw pictures of dudes in wetsuits swimming so, like, 10 feet, 10, 15 feet wow. from orcas. Wow. I didn't even think that was allowed. I didn't but either. Apparently it's wow. in, it, uh, Norway, right? <laughs> do whatever you want in <laughs> That's Norway. That's crazy. Think about how cool that would be, too. I know,
1: it'd be freezing. Well, yeah, no, they were wet wearing wetsuits,
0: wet so it'd be okay. Ooh. But, uh... Yeah, I that would be cool. I'd still do it if yeah, I could. Yeah, that would be
1: really cool. Uh,
0: whale watching is a big tourist industry, and it generates like uh, 2.1 billion worldwide. Wow. And it's becoming bigger and bigger, more conservation and stuff. Yeah. Uh, whale watching boats do have to follow certain rules, too. And it depends on where you are. Some countries have strict rules. Some are very lax. Okay. Like Norway, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, you can
1: go snorkeling with them. <laughs>
0: Uh, common rules include uh, you have to minimize speed with in no wake and, uh, when whales are nearby. You have to avoid in sudden turns. You have to minimize noise. You have to approach from angles so whales are not surprised by your presence. And you cannot pursue or go between them. And in the Pacific Northwest, there is now a minimum approach distance of two hundred meters. But if a whale so you you have to like put your um boat in neutral mm-hmm. when you get that close, and then whales you know they might swim closer to mm-hmm. you, so you just have to remain in neutral until whales Can pass by. I don't if think they get close so enough? I mean if nobody's looking, nobody's looking, but <laughs> i I don't I don't know well that remember when we were in Hawaii
2: we went on that fishing trip mm-hmm. um we we saw whales and uh it. Um, it got to a point where it was it was close to us, so there was a certain distance it yeah. came close, and he's like, "Okay, we got to cut engines," and we had stopped, and it stayed there for a while. I, I recorded, you know, I recorded the mm-hmm. thing, and they couldn't we couldn't go until it was and, uh, so much distance off from of yeah. us again.
0: Yeah, okay, but yeah, uh, go wheel watching if you get an opportunity, everyone. Yeah. Now, with that said, let's go over some conservation. And Dave, if you remember, orcas. They do not have a classification on our conservation scale. They are no. they are not from one to seven. They are insufficient data. So we don't know where, how many their numbers or any, we just don't know. We don't mm-hmm. have enough. And they do face many, threat, many threats, such as depletion of prey, pollution, oil spills, climate change, and habitat disturbance caused by noise And conflicts with boats. Those are kind of the more significant ones that the orcas face. Okay. Now, a threat facing the resident orcas off of the Pacific Northwest is their main food source, salmon, have declined dramatically in recent years. So that's another big issue there. And just like most other animals they face they face a whole lot of problems especially in the near future due to humans. So we need we need to do our best to protect the orcas. And yeah. I don't have the answers for you on what to do there but just stay aware stay conscious of it in your mind. Yeah. I don't have answers for you there. All right, so Dana, I know you have a interesting story involving Orcas that like to kill great white sharks.
1: Yes, I do. So
0: please share that with us.
1: So the first documentation of this was back in 1997 when some tourists were on a whale watching boat off the Fairlawn Islands in San Francisco and witnessed two killer whales attacking a great white.
0: Yeah. yeah, That would
1: be amazing. For sure. Yeah, so the the one boat didn't quite know what was going on, so it kind of stopped, and then it called another boat, and then called yeah. another boat, and another boat, because nobody could believe what was happening. Well, since then, uh, this happened in 2017, um, if you guys know, South Africa has... Huge white shark population.
0: Yeah, we've all seen um, air jo- the air like on this, Seal the Seal sh- Island. Seal Island, air—you know, the, this is where the sharks are jumping out yeah. Yeah. of the water. Air jogs- jogs. Yeah, air jogs, Yeah, air yeah, like see Yeah, Shark, shark Week. Week's always had something mm-hmm. on there every year now. Yeah, it's—it it's, feels like it's the same thing every time. Yeah. Yeah. In fact,
1: you can go. It, I remember I, when I was looking several years ago in South Africa because I wanted to go dive with white sharks, and you were guaranteed to see them. We're in. <laughs> San Francisco, they couldn't guarantee it. And it was only like $100. Uh-huh.
0: Anyway,
1: but then you but had to get, get to pay South for that. Africa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like you were guaranteed, guaranteed to see him because they had so many. Well, back in 2017, this has definitely changed. And they are basically non-existent there anymore. Yeah. And they've had to move to very shallow water. And the reason why is because... Back in 2017, five white sharks were found beached on South Africa's Western Cape. What ha- and So a researcher went out there and noticed that the shark was intact except for its liver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they came to the conclusion that it was orcas that were killing them and sucking out their liver because the liver has so many nutrients. Yeah, this is in fact, pretty common. Like- if- it's like butter and bacon to humans. It's just
0: Ooh, that sounds good. So good. <laughs> like, so liver. good, but
1: then it's also got the nutrients. Yeah, which butter and bacon don't.
0: Buy. And I I remember <laughs> reading something that the um the, the livers of great white sharks are really big. Like they yeah. can weigh up to a couple hundred pounds. Wow.
1: Yeah. So and they've also noticed that the orcas are eating fewer and fewer seals in South Africa because they are targeting the great white sharks.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting.
1: So now, if you want to go shark diving, you need to go to Guadalupe.
2: <laughs> Guadalupe. They're very prominent
1: there yeah. right now. Yeah. But the white sharks know what time. Like they're pretty smart, and they know now time of year. The time of year, time of be year there. and so they they are gone. Yeah, like completely gone.
0: That's very true. That reminds me of when we I don't know that we covered Siberian tigers uh-huh. and whenever they had shared a area with wolves. The wolves are always, they would bail.
2: It's probably, it's a
0: similar concept. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the the white sharks know that orcas are the top dogs. Well, now the
1: orcas are training their young to learn how to kill a white shark. So Mm -hmm. this is going to become more and more common. All right. Because.
2: Well, they might. They have the ability; they could completely hunt the white sharks down. They
1: yeah. well,
0: can. They can do whatever they want. They the run The white sharks the ocean. are smart.
1: Yeah. They they skedaddle. Yeah,
0: they do. They do. But uh, we we talked about it last week, Dave. How they what they would do is they try to flip the sharks over into that tonic mm-hmm. immobilization, yeah. where sharks and that, it works for rays too. But sharks and rays, they just they they're helpless. They, yeah. they can't do anything, mm-hmm. so they just pick them apart right then. Wow. So, yeah, so great white sharks, uh, they are not the top dog. They are dog the top predator. You can put if you them want there. to watch
1: a really good show, it's The Whale That Ate Jaws. Yeah, The so Whale That Ate good. Jaws. It's
0: a good documentary for that. But yeah, orcas, they're the top dogs. They are
1: definitely the Great top
0: whites, dogs. they can be second, sure, but they're, they're still a far <laughs> well, second. the
1: reason why is because the orcas are in pods. They have the numbers. Even so then, one-on-one,
0: one on one, Dana, one-on-one, on one,
1: well, I know, but they hunt and... They're always in Oh plots, yeah. so...
0: That's a huge advantage.
1: They, and they talk to each other, and they, they can... Yeah,
2: they're,
0: yeah, they're, they're smart as can smart. be. So I, I'd still take a orca, a single orca over a, a single great white. They're just bigger. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're just going to win, so... Till sharks That'd understand the mastering of to communication. To it would be. Well, it would and it wouldn't, because <laughs> you know the orca's going to win. <laughs> they too <laughs> smart. It's like... Um, Andre the Giant going against a no name jobber. <laughs> you wonder, know who's going to win. they only really win
1: one on one.
0: Why? Yeah, why wouldn't they? I don't,
1: because the sharks have big. You just weight.
0: want the shark to win, do don't want the you? Shark. I mean, the shark could get some hits in <laughs> it there. They could get some
1: massive but wounds.
0: Yeah, it, the orc is going to win. The orc is going to win. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> as much as you want it. All right. But, Dana, thank you for that. That was a good story. I'm glad we got to cover it. So
1: if you're going to go shark diving, you don't want to go to South Africa anymore. In
0: certain times of year.
1: (laughs) Yes.
2: Yes. Well, it sounds like you could and you'd get your money back most likely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So now I want to move on to our next segment on orcas in pop culture okay so first off orcas they're in a ton of things a ton of documentaries so I'm not gonna go over all of them they're on all the like uh, planet Earth's frozen planet mm-hmm. all the those ones like that and it's, and it's really cool footage of what yeah. they get too uh, and so I'm not gonna I'm not going to include the uh, documentary blackfish we're gonna go over that next week okay. And we'll we'll also learn more about Shamu and Captive Orcas in all in next week. Captive Orcas are next week. Okay. So let's talk about some movies. All right. And uh orca that our orcas are in. There's quite a few, so I had to pick and choose a bit.
1: I hope you chose my favorite one.
0: I don't know, maybe. Well if not, let me know. But... Oh I will. <laughs> So, there was a Disney film called The Island at the Top of the World. Have you ever oh, heard? No, heard, of heard of that? No, I've never heard of that. It was from 1974. Hmm. Huh. Um, I guess, I've never seen it either, but I guess in this film, it portrayed orcas as the bloodthirsty hunters of the protagonists. Hmm.
2: Huh. Who were the protagonists? I don't know. People? I've
0: never seen yeah. it. Yeah, people. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I believe so. And then in the movie, Jaws...
1: We've all Mm -hmm. seen everybody's.
0: Well, I'm sure everybody's seen Jaws. Hopefully, at least, but the name of their boat is Orca. That they used to hunt the shark was the Orca. How fitting! Wow, it's very fitting. It's like they had that plan the whole time. (laughs) Well, I'm sure that they knew some. They just didn't know. No, they said
1: that this was. It even says in here like.
0: Oh, yeah, the first one was in, was nineteen ninety seven. Oh, okay, okay. The first,
2: Before
1: then, they always well, got the white shark. Maybe the shark orca's red the
0: jaw. There might, so there smart, might have been the movie. Was maybe like, oh. that was the first. I don't know, but because <laughs> it comes up again in another film, so I'm going to hold you back. Um, so yeah, the, the, it's named the orca, and then in Jaws two, I cannot remember Jaws two very well at all. Just a little bit. But then in Jaws two, the great
1: water skiers.
0: Is that, is um, that I, that I couldn't Joss, tell is Joss, you.
1: Is that Jaws 2?
0: I think it is. I couldn't tell you. But in Jaws 2, at the beginning, the great white uh, kills an orca, and the orca washed up on the beach, and Brody uh, Brody thought the shark was responsible. Anyway, I'm sure it was. I, I can't remember Jaws 2, so I it's drawn a blank, and I didn't have time to look it up. I was looking at all these other films. All right, so then we have the animated 2006 film, Happy Feet,
1: I never saw okay. that either. That's the one
0: about the uh, dancing penguins. Yeah. We mentioned them one other time, I think, in our leopard seal episode. Yeah. but uh, I've seen parts of it, and then there's a scene with orcas while they're trying to... I don't. There, it looks like they're trying to hunt the penguins, but they're also playing with them. I don't know what was <laughs> going on. But I didn't get the context because I didn't see the whole movie. I just watched that scene. Must have been a dancing musical number in this show. <laughs> uh, there was. <laughs> All right, so oh, okay, I, I I just wrote this part down, but there there's this. I tried watching it last night too, but I couldn't. But uh, there's a South Park episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys don't watch South Park, I know. <laughs> that. Yeah, but yeah, I've seen it. But... <laughs> I, I love South Park. i I think I'm up to date on all the episodes. And <laughs> there's this one episode called Free Will's X. <laughs> nice. I, I can't remember, and I tried watching it on South Park dot com the St- com but they wouldn't play this one episode I can oh. only get clips so, but um it's called Free Will's X so they go to a, in Denver they go to an aquarium and they see a, an orca and at one point the the two stoner guys that work at the park had a microphone and were pretending to talk to the kids <laughs> and they, they instead of uh, Shamu it was like Jamu and, <laughs> and they were they are those two stoners are just making things up on the fly, talking to the kids and saying that he, they, the, the Orca needs to go back to his home, and, <laughs> except for his home is on the moon. <laughs> nice. so the kids buy it and then they go through the, the whole episode they're, they're trying to smuggle a rocket from Mexico and <laughs> and then they finally send the, the orca into space and then at the very end you just see it dead on the moon <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's really funny and I love South Park it's really funny but I thought I should include that in there <laughs> there's nice. another episode where it's about whaling and it just shows um, Japanese <laughs> it's, it's so funny they have like a bunch of Japanese guys just with spears, just going into aquariums and stabbing everything, <laughs> oh, shouting in Japanese. Oh. It's, it's hilarious, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, now, let's let's go over a main one. Let's go over a <coughs> 1977 film called Orca. Huh. Have you guys heard of it or have you seen it? I don't think it? so. No. Never even heard of it? I don't think so. Okay. Well, so, it's based on a novel and it follows a male orca. Tracking down and getting revenge on Captain Nolan for killing his pregnant mate and their unborn calf. Huh. Hmm. Does it take place down in Antarctica area? Part of it is in like a snowy icy area, yes. I
2: might have seen it then.
0: That was at my grandma's,
2: yeah, in California when I was little. You were thinking
0: of the end ending of it, because they were in It was pretty bloody. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. But it came out in, nine, in 77. You know, what came out just before that? Star Wars. Well, okay. <laughs> Jaws came out two okay. years before that. And uh, I think reception towards the film was unfavorable by critics and audiences alike due to its similarities to mm, Jaws. So they tried
1: to copy Jaws.
0: Yeah, but it
2: it's uh, came across more of a Moby Dick kind of kind of It's uh, like a thing.
0: reverse Moby Dick cuz cuz
2: even the captain was crazy like try,
0: Yeah. Crazy Have you seen it too? To get the... I I I tried finding it, but all I was able to find was clips on YouTube, so I didn't see the whole thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. But I read the synopsis, so okay, uh, I get that part, but the the film received only minor financial success, but more in recent years is one of those movies who's that's gained a cult-like following. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah and I said I was only able to watch some uh clips on YouTube but at one point the orca terrorizes the village uh Captain Nolan lives in uh it terrorizes the village that Captain Nolan lives in in uh breaking fuel lines and it blows up uh fuel tanks on the, nice. in the town <laughs>
1: Sounds just like Jaws. It's a Rambo
0: orca, <laughs> and then the orca also attacks Captain Nolan's Seafront House. He has like a house standing on <laughs> on sticks, obvious, and so the orca goes and starts breaking them all. and The, the house is tilting in and go f- falling into the water. And it, I don't know if, if it's Captain Nolan's girlfriend or something, but he, the orca ends up biting her leg off. And then you oh. see you see you see the orca with its with a leg in its mouth for a minute, <laughs> but. Uh, my favorite scene is when Captain Nolan is and the orca are in their final battle. This is my. This might be what you're thinking of in the uh, ice, some kind. Of, I don't know where exactly they're at, but the uh, the orca knocks him into the water, uh-huh. or he's like standing on a uh, ice island, and he tilts it, and so Captain Nolan falls into the water, and. Swimming in the cold water, so keep that in mind. But then um, the orca uh, circles him, and then with its tail, it just makes him fly into the air. (laughs) Remember how last week we said that seal went 80 feet? Oh, yeah. It wasn't quite like that, but (laughs) he went flying, and it ended up um, killing Captain Nolan. So the orca gets its revenge. And then I guess in the last scene, I just read this, is that... you, you see the orca trying to bust out of the ice, to trying to get air. Uh-huh. So it, and it doesn't conclude it, but it makes you seem like the orca killed itself mm-hmm. after oh. killing killing mm. the captain. Okay. So there's a lot of human traits that they gave the orca, mm-hmm. which is fair enough because yeah. they really are that smart. Yeah. But the story, it, it's also kind of a reverse Moby Dick story. Instead of the human going for revenge, it's the whale. the whale. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, it only has a ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Yikes! But I'd still like to watch it though. And you said you you think you've seen it? Yeah, when I were... was
2: young. I didn't like it because it was pretty. It came across pretty gruesome,
0: pretty Did dark. It? Yeah, probably was. Yeah, I was little. I was young. All right. So next, uh, let's talk about the 1993 movie Free Willy. There, there it is. we go. Yes. <laughs>
1: I made my kids watch that several months
0: ago. I remember watching it as a kid, but it's been a very, very, it's been probably 15 years since I've seen it.
1: Here's an interesting fact. Free Willy was the first CD I ever bought. Oh, was it? (laughs) I actually
0: talk about the music in it. Yeah,
1: that was the first CD I ever bought. Was it?
0: Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So, yeah, let me get to the music part and then you can tell us about it. But yeah, um Dave, you've seen it too. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I bet most of our listeners have seen it as you well. You
1: better have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great movie.
0: And I remember liking it a lot. Uh I bet. Uh but the, the film received mostly positive reviews and it has a fifty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes.
2: Yeah, it got a sequel. Oh, did, oh, it get, oh. did it get two or three? Oh, I'm gonna
0: tell you all about everything. Okay. So don't you worry. <laughs> And there's, of course, the iconic scene at the end with Willie jumping the barrier to become mm-hmm. free while Jesse holds his arm up. Yeah. Uh, it, it really is really cool. I and mean, it's uh, it's a good... That's a cool part of the movie. It yeah. is. I'd really like to... I couldn't find it on any platform unless I had to pay. Oh, my God, oh. Pay. <laughs> We
1: found it. Where do we find it? We have a DVD.
0: It? We have the DVD. Oh, oh, yes. Do you? Do we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had this mm-hmm. the whole time and didn't tell me? I didn't know you wanted it. Yeah, yeah. We got the DVD. You know, the one
1: thing that made that movie was the music.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> She's back to the music well, uh, right here. Well, uh, she one of them right into it. it, it no, and that's that's fair because that's one of the most famous parts of the movie is the main song by Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson called yeah. "Will You Be There." Yeah, very good. And it's a it's a really good song. Yeah, clips
1: of that you should play some. I was yeah. I
0: thought about it, but they might catch that. That's oh, probably, yeah, probably be. <laughs> we're we've already done too much of that anyway. <laughs> Keep it on the down low. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a really good song, and it really helped the film with its popularity. And the song was actually uh, got an award in 1994 for best song in a movie. Hmm. So I it was, believe it was. And you—that was the first album you ever bought. It was The
1: first album I ever bought.
0: What was? Do you remember your first album you ever bought? I don't. It was probably Michael Jackson. You I was should a be Michael proud Jackson of me. Jackson it
1: fan. was a Michael Jackson. Technically, it was a, a big Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson, Jackson
2: album. Man. Man. I might have bought da- Danger or Dangerous. Although I think anyway. History
1: was in my. Like the first I mean that might be the second one I ever bought. I
2: had history, but I think that came out later on. But yeah, I think Dangerous
0: might have been my Okay. That was that was the one first. this was on, wasn't it? No. No. I no. brought it's... this was
1: the actual free willy soundtrack.
0: Okay, okay. Was you, wanna, the one I bought. you wanna know what my first album was? Yeah. Godsmack. Rock on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it was.
1: <laughs> and I have such a wholesome one.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm rocking. I was rocking on with uh, "I Stand Alone." That's <laughs> <laughs> a popular song, you know. <laughs> All right. So this film also started a franchise with two sequels and a reboot movie. Oh, wow. oh. There is Free Willy Two: The Adventure Home, and this was 1995. It follows Jesse reuniting with Willie, and he tries to rescue Willie and his pod from an oil spill.
1: Okay, I did That's, see that
0: one. I don't, I haven't seen it, so i am just, this was like the first thing, little first short paragraph okay. on IMDb, I'm reading. And this was not as successful, only grossed $30 million on a $31 million budget. Ooh, Ooh wouldn't shy. And it, it has a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. Then in 1997, there was Free Willy 3, The Rescue. It to ha- rescue the budget. <laughs> <laughs> it has Jesse as a 16-year-old, along with fr- uh, friends who try to foil an illegal whaler threatening Willie and his pregnant mate. Hmm. Hmm, I
1: don't think I ever saw that
0: one. I, uh, I watched a trailer of it last night, but i would never seen it. This one has a forty-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, hmm. so slightly better than number two. Okay,
1: what was number? What was the first one?
0: Like fifty-eight. Uh, the main actor who plays Jesse, his real name is Jason James Richter. Richer, uh, he hasn't done much since uh, in like terms of in terms of acting, but for the role he was chosen out of four thousand candidates. Wow, oh, good for him! So actually, uh, he became more of a producer okay. Of, okay. of movies. And I thought you were
1: going to say he became a whale conservationist or something. Maybe he is. <laughs> maybe
0: know. maybe he turned into a whale himself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he he's a he was became a producer and he still produces he should movies. Produce a okay. whale of a tail. That's not a movie, Dana.
1: I know. Right. You should come up with that it's not movie yet? Well,
0: exactly. Know. Starring Matt and Dave. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so the other star of the series is a famous orca named Kiko. Mm-hmm. Kiko has a very interesting story, but I want to share his story for a future episode. Okay. Uh, like next I've- week. Not next week. Captivity. No, no. Dang. I've actually mentioned a couple times, but I plan on we plan on doing a, a celebrity animal episode, uh-huh. and oh, I feel like I I he do. would be perfect fit for mm-hmm. that. He's got a good lengthy story, so I want to um, wait to cover his story on that episode. Okay. There's a couple orcas we could cover for that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But the um, the last Free Willy film was a direct DVD film from 2010 called Free Willy Escape from Pirate Cove. <laughs> I never saw that either. It's about a 12-year-old girl who befriends a baby orca in the lagoon of her grandfather's run-down seaside amusement park in oh. South Africa. Huh. And this baby orca gets stranded there after a storm. And the grandpa tries to use it as an attraction while she tries to free it, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, she names him (laughs) Willie. And and tries to set him free and bring him back to his pod. Hmm. Uh, Does
1: that sound familiar? Like maybe the first movie. (laughs) Just a little
0: bit? Yeah, it does. Uh, And this this movie stars a very young Bindi Irwin.
1: Really? You know who that is? Yeah. Crocodile Hunter's daughter. The daughter of Steve Irwin. Oh, okay. Crocodile
0: Hunter, Steve Irwin.
1: She just got engaged. Ugh.
0: Damn. She's pretty good looking.
1: <laughs> I think she's
0: like 23 or something now, but... Uh, yeah, she's really young in this movie, but yeah, she she's pretty good, and she, uh, from what I read, people thought her acting was decent, and the movie also stars Bo Bridges. Oh, okay. Uh, brother of Jeff Bridges, just not as famous...
1: Which is pretty he's famous, done a
0: lot yeah. he's done a lot but Jeff is more yeah. Nice yeah. For sure. uh it has a 5.1 on IMDB so probably similar in Rotten Tomatoes so that is orcas in pop culture uh, I'm sure there's a lot more that we but we just don't have time to cover everything but guys that is also going to wrap up the episode. I hope you and everyone enjoyed it and learned some new things about Orca. I know, Orcas, I know I did. Yeah. Yeah. And we still have another episode about Orcas to go. In Orcas Part 3, we are going to cover Orcas in captivity. We'll talk about SeaWorld, the the good and the bad about having them in captivity.
1: Isn't it illegal now
0: to have have
1: them in captivity?
0: We'll find out. I don't think it's illegal now, but... They, they there stopped are, doing it. They stop like giving having I don't I we'll find out. I, I don't know enough yet, so hmm. I will do some research. And I'm gonna re-watch Blackfish too. And so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some orcas attacking and killing trainers. And we'll also follow the story of Tilicum, the, the orca. Famous. The f- famous orca responsible for three deaths wow. from trainers. Tilikum just recently died in two thousand seventeen, mm-hmm. but he's got he's got a story, so we're gonna go over that next week. Okay. It's gonna be a good one. It could be week. your famous
1: yeah. animal too. It could be, yeah. But
0: it works. We'll more go, relatively yeah, in... in this way, the orcas are awesome, and I'm glad we are covering them. Yeah. So that's
1: Dave, about time.
0: It is, and that's what. But uh, Dave, we have a couple shout outs to give oh, okay. this week. First, we want to thank Sing. 10-15. Sing! 10, 15. Woo! They said we are an awesome listen. Nice. So thank you so much for that. And we also want to thank Crispy Swag Pupper. Crispy Swag Pupper. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! They said they learn a lot from our show, which is great, because that's kind of the point. They oh, yeah. learn a
1: lot from your show. Yeah.
0: And they said they also love Salt Lake. Hey! Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Dave, if our listeners want to help out and contribute to the show, what can they do for us? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to. Subscribe, rate,
2: review. Give us five stars. Say something. Only five stars. Say something that you like. It helps helps build us up, you know, gain more attention. We'll gain more listeners. If you want to become an even more killer listener of the show, (laughs) well, you can also donate by becoming a producer. Donating at
0: PayPal or Venmo. Very good, Dave. Um, You can uh, donate. Donations would be... Uh, so awesome we we definitely not making money on this podcast so <laughs> we are in the negatives for sure from what li- uh, we have had something they're about donate. to shut us down <laughs> Well, your kids or cheat <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah donation would be gr- uh, be more than awesome uh, I work really hard on putting this together and Dave works really hard for about 20 minutes editing it
2: <laughs> but this one's gonna take a yeah, while this
0: one, yeah we're, this one's definitely gonna take a while so y- you earned your you keep, earned keep definitely
1: well, he but, also supplies you with the studio
0: yeah, yeah, and all does. the equipment. Yeah, yeah. That's, he, okay, maybe he does a few things. But uh, I'm also looking into getting a Patreon. Oh, okay. Account. So, and what we will do on Patreon, we'll have. Um, so, you, you, if it, how it works, you can like put like five bucks a month. You could donate five oh, okay. bucks a month. And if you if you get to that level, then. You will make bonus episodes like maybe once oh, a month. Okay. Just for those people. Just for those people. Oh, so interesting. It's, just, yeah. it's to be able to you want to sign more people up. And they'll be good. They will be good for sure. All of our stuff's good. I know. But if you would like to give us a donation, you can do so by going to PayPal. Find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com or on Venmo, my personal account, Matthew Dash Hamilton dash fifty one. And that all this info is in the description below. And to all the listeners, feel free to contact us if you ever want to. Tell us a cool animal-related story of you or someone you know. Or if you want to suggest an episode idea. Or if you just want to ask a question or say hi, please feel free. You can email us or message us on Facebook. Also, help us grow by recommending us to family and friends. Tell them we are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. We're on all the ones we need to be on. Dave, do you have anything to add? No, I'm good. Dana, thank you for being on. Thank you. We really you. appreciate it. Do you have anything to add? I'm good. Well, guys, we, we got to ask <sighs> him. Uh, Colonel Gitor, how about you? Did you guys know that Free Willy is my favorite movie? <laughs> hey, Dana, want me to set my Willy free? <laughs> All
2: right, that's enough. Oh, oh man, All right.
1: that was that was, that was
0: a bit much there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, G tour, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and uh, also we we don't know when we're gonna be. We'll have our next episode out since Christmas is next week. But uh, if we don't see you before Christmas, then we want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and all that. Of course, right there. Yeah,
1: Merry Christmas,
0: Uh, Happy Holidays. A force of nature, Feliz Navidad. Yes. (laughs) But this is Force of Nature podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up.